Hello, hello. Real quick before we get started, I just wanted to let all of our fans, all of our dear sweet fans know. America. Um, America. <laughs> you need to know. We have an Instagram, a dedicated Instagram to this podcast. It's called who.cares.podcast. That's who.cares.podcast. Don't I sound like I'm ready for um, advertising? Yes, I do. So Professional. Advertisers, please uh, listen and also take a peek at our Instagram. And then also all of our sweet, sweet listeners, take a peek at who.cares.podcast. We're going to start doing live streams on there. And that's doing more- at who.cares.podcast cares.podcast yes old man that's it that's how instagram works correct my husband doesn't understand i'm gonna put some nudie pictures up there which is also why i'm in charge of the account so nudes fresh nudes (laughs) so take a look follow us also don't forget to rate review subscribe this podcast on itunes we love you and get ready for the next episode stunning about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Who Cares? Man, a lot going on this week, hon. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. We've got these cool mic stand holders to record our podcast. And I said, yeah, it's cool because you could talk with your hands. But honey, uh, you're down a hand. I'm down a hand. How are you doing? (laughs) First, I want to say thanks, number one fan, Dave Bubs Martineau. Yeah. For these great stands. Yeah, these, uh, these mic arms. I can, even though I'm down a hand... I can really use the You can right get hand. into the gesturing. Yes. I'm getting into the details, as Jen Driscoll says. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm down a hand. Um, Meaning you have an injured arm. <laughs> yes, it hasn't been amputated, just, just wanna, to be clear. just want to clarify to our listeners what down a hand um, means. D- down a hand. Uh, you and I went to a lovely gathering. Yeah. What? Do we, yeah. Do we start the story just sequentially? Uh, Dreamland Roller Disco. There we were. Dreamland. Disco Roller Night. Well, really, if we want to take it back, last Tuesday, a week ago today, mm-hmm. I received a text message. I re- a, there I was. I received a text message. Into my telephone. From a dear friend, Molly Cox, who's my yoga buddy. Oh, yeah. Hey, Molly. Hey, she, Thomas. I don't think she listens. Congratulations on your engagement. Oh, Does everybody know? Oh, but it's spoiling Yeah, anything. she's like posting things. Um... She knows I love disco. She knows I love roller skating. And she yeah. was like, I'm going to... One plus soul, one equals Ross. I'm going to a Soul Train roller disco extravaganza. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in, baby. Yeah. And you love to blade. Oh, I love to blade. I love know. to be on wheels. I love to be on wheels. I love to use my quads, my glutes. <laughs> I, I love just feeling the wind in my air. Am I... Yes. The wind in my air. Yes. That's what you meant. That's what you meant. And I like when the wind is in my air, which then goes through my hair. I love that sensation. So nice. Yeah. I grew up rollerblading, playing hockey, street Mm -hmm. hockey, and also street, aggressive street inline skating. Oh. A lot of grinding, a lot of jumping, a lot of 360s. Well, you skateboard also, but you were doing all those tricks on blades. blades. Oh, I was blading. (laughs) I got much better at blading than skateboarding. Skateboarding is like 20 times as hard as rollerblading. Oh, is it? Yeah. So 
That's why people make fun of rollerblading, but there's a lot of athleticism with rollerblading as well. Absolutely. Uh, it's and also, fucking hard. It's not, it's not scooting around on these scooters these kids no, are on. No, it's not scooting around. And you're quite good at rollerblading. I think I'm not only good, but I'm elegant. You are. And I'm beautiful. Are you- you're like a beautiful flamingo gazelle yeah. hybrid. I was meant to roll. Yes. I was meant to be You're on wheels. You're meant to be in on wheels in a line. Yes. I identify yeah. as um, in line gender. <sighs> Enough about you. So anyway. Well, actually, well, here's what I want to cut you off again. Oh, like Jesus a real man here. Fucking great. You know where else we could start this story? If we want to set it up as a horror movie, we could start back <laughs> in December when we made the fateful phone call. To cancel our health insurance uh, from last year, Emblem Health, go fuck yourselves. You're a well, terrible company. Well, don't say that because we might be crawling back into their cold, dead hands. No, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. So we, we wanted to get... We were paying so much money. We're freelancers. We're paying out of pocket for health insurance we're every month. We're paying almost $500 a month each, each. We were as a married couple. Almost $1,000 a month to just not go to the doctor because we're go. both healthy. Just in case. Just in case the worst happens, yeah. we'll end up at a subpar doctor that will maybe take most of our insurance. Yeah. So we had this terrible <laughs> plan and we were like, all right, let's get a different plan. We'll pay less money. We go on the phone. We get a new insurance plan for like $300 cheaper a month. And I'm like, we got to do it. Let's save money. And turns out we were sold terrible insurance that, and, and how did, well, this is where Quentin Tarantino would say enough on that back to roller disco. (laughs) How does this connect to roller disco? Well, first also second or third, we're just setting the stage. We're setting the stage. So, um, at, during this time when we're getting our new health insurance through the fucking open what is it? Open the open, open market. Open market, which like that in and of itself, it's like you say any of this shit to people from another country, they're like, "This is bananas!" Like, what is going on for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> like when I've told people in foreign lands, you know, I travel. Um, my friends in Tanzania. I-, <laughs> I was speaking with someone in Morocco, and you might know I travel. I'm international. And, and I, I was, speak to my friends and, and I say... I, and I talk to my mother in Connecticut. Yes, well, I'm white. <laughs> You're a white woman. Um, But literally, I will tell people when I'm like working in other places about how much we pay. Yeah. And I'll never forget this Canadian guy who lives in England, so he knows nothing other than socialized medicine, Yeah, was like... Oh, but you have like the best health care then, right? right? Like, cause you pay that amount. I'm like, no, it's not even good. Yeah. And he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, you must not pay anything else then, right? I was like, nope, we still pay a lot on top of what we pay every month. Yeah. He was like, I don't understand. I was like, yeah, none of us do. Yeah. It's a goddamn racket. Anyway. So then because of all that racket, we get hooked up with some fucking broker. Yeah. Because there's brokers involved now who's, who's as if like it's Wall Street. The sales guy that we bought this insurance from doesn't even work for the company we did sign up with. He just He's, he's a, a third, third party. There's third party brokers that just sell these policies to people. Like somebody who wishes that he was working on Wall Street, but instead he got into insurance. Yeah. Like he probably has some DUIs. He probably had to <laughs> yes. move back in with his parents. He's yes. working in the middle of nowhere. He's definitely doing blow in a sad yeah. bathroom. Yeah. It for was, sure. 
that. Yeah, it was like boiler room uh, is how he like was speaking tone. to us. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You, I hated it from the moment he started talking. Yeah, your your alarm bells went off, but I'm just like, you know, as an alpha male, I kind of relate to that energy. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? Maybe this guy, he's just telling us the truth. And and <clears throat> we were looking Sorry. for a specific doctor. We found that yes. this specific doctor took this insurance and he's, you know, a, a specific practice. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I, did, I didn't want to get off the phone with him because I was like, what other fucking options do we have yeah. here? Like, I mean, at least maybe he knows what he's talking about. He's a dick. But yeah. like, whatever, at least I'm not having to like sort yeah. through all this information. And like anything in life, when something's super complicated or intimidating, I, I'm easily swayed and I'm, I become very suggestible because mm. I don't want to feel dumb and I want to feel like somebody's helping me understand something. So if they're slick enough, they can get me by just being like base baseline helpful. And then you have your poor hunt. You have you are the poor hunt in this scenario. You have me quacking in the back, being like, "I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like." Ask him this. Yeah. Ask him this. Well, actually, sir, Fidelis is owned by a Catholic CEO, so they don't cover birth control. Yeah. I chimed in at one point. Yeah, you did on the speakerphone. Uh. Which is a historic thing for us. We should actually one day we need to tell the story. Oh man, we you know I was saying to you the other night that like I do remember early on in our relationship when you would share with me that like you have a rage issue and that you hope I never witness you like throwing things because uh, you were in that phase of like throwing the TV remote or something is what you were describing to me and I I never I actually don't think I have ever seen you throw something. Uh, I've seen the rage. You've seen it. Uh, but it always plays out in a very interesting way when I'm on the phone with somebody <laughs> and not communicating <laughs> the way you would like me to. Uh, and one day we'll tell the story of ordering dinner for the first time together. And, yes. Uh, not the, today. Yeah. Now we're going to cut back to... Roll a disco. Roll a disco. Roll a disco. Light the lights. <laughs> Put on the soul train. Put on Donna Summer. DJ, hit that track. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was great. There we were. You were Keep dressed- doing that beat. <laughs> there we were. We're, we're sashaying, shasaying, whatever, around the rink, the concrete rink, just to be clear. And Patrick's going backwards. He's in a leisure suit. I'm in a sort of like dazed and confused type of senior girl look. And we're just moving and grooving. Donna Summer's on. Gloria Gaynor's on. Fucking a bunch of other people whose names I can't remember. But I love disco. Trust me. And we were skating there's for contests. what? There's contests. There's contests going contests. on. There's contests. There's birthday parties. Everybody's dressed in the now. It, it looked like uh, Helter Skelter, the movie set. Everybody's like young and blonde Our and friend sexy. Molly looks like she was in Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Or a member. Or Sharon Tate. Yeah, she looked like Sharon Tate herself. Uh <laughs> And everybody's cool. There's old school dudes, really like old, old school. school black guys on quad skates, like dancing. So like smooth. Sh- putting us all to shame. Yeah. Like literally just like they must just be on skates all the time. Yeah. The DJ's amazing. He's playing like the best disco. And then Sylvester, him, there was really what gets me going every time is Donna Summer's I Feel Love. Yes. Yep. And that was towards the end. I believe that was the song right before the incident. The incident. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just feeling the fantasy. Yeah, we've been skating for like two hours and it took me about two hours to start like dancing while skating. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I we was were like, like really feeling it at this yeah. time. And there's like 90 people on a pretty small roller rink. So it, it started to feel a little bit like roller derby here and there. Uh, but at this time, it started to clear out. So yeah. it was like you get a little bit more speed. You had a little more freedom, a little go- loosey-goosey. And like we're feeling good because we hadn't seen each other in a few days. Yeah. I had just gotten back from a trip. Uh, you were you you were going on a trip on Sunday. You were going to be getting on a flight uh-huh. to go to Costa Rica for yoga teacher training and uh, a retreat. Yeah, not uh, training. So okay. this night was something that you bought tickets for and I was so pumped for because it's like, I love having quality time with you. And uh, um, we were having a quality time. And even the, the woman... It's called Dreamland Roller Disco. It's an industry city, but it started in Prospect Park, and it's a woman named Lola who started it, and she was there skating around. And I, like, saw her see us, like, having a little couples moment where you were, like, skating backwards, and I was, like, dancing, and you were holding my hand, and I could see that she was just, like, so happy to Mm -hmm. see, like, Love us. A moment. Love us skating and yeah. dancing and having fun. And then we kind of peeled off, which we were doing the whole night. We yeah. would reconnect, peel off, reconnect, peel off. Because I need to skate, you know? Like, Same. I need to feel free. I need, and you I, can I was, in that. I was born to roll. You, you were know? born to roll. And, and it's hard to be tied down. So I, I skate off, you skate off. Feeling the gig. Mm-hmm. Look down for just a second. I don't know why. Boom! Splat! Kabam! The wall, the floor falls out. Both skates kick up. I'm sure I looked like, like some a sort cartoon. of <laughs> like both skates just fucking. There was a sound effect. It went whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> 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 oh god! There, I I did see some uh, cuckoo birds around your head. Oh, just uh, tweety around birds. my fucking tailbone and my goddamn left arm. Yeah. So I smash on my tailbone, then land on my left palm but with my arm in a 90 degree angle sort of behind me yeah and i'm just like in so much pain i don't really know what's going on did time slow down it was borderline blackout like i definitely didn't black out but it was just like i don't know i felt so discombobulated and was in pain so yeah. it was it felt like I was drunk or something like that yeah. sort of haze was over and me confusion because it was yeah. a confusing environment anyway we're like and I was indoors in, right. roller skating and it's dark and it's loud and like I couldn't I was in so much pain that I was sort of hunched over with my eyes closed and to like look up and like open my eyes felt like too much yeah. <laughs> in a moment yeah and so people were kind of it was like I couldn't really hear people and people were kind of coming up to me being like, are you okay? Are you yeah, okay? Yeah, the music was so loud. And I kept, I would like peek up to see if I could see you and then I wouldn't see you. So I would go back down and I would kind of like whimper. Yeah. And I think that's right around the time when I even saw you from a distance. Yeah. Because I remember coming around the turn and just seeing about 30 feet ahead, just a rumpled pile. <laughs> And it really, and pigtails. It, it didn't register as you until I got up much closer. Cause I was like, Oh, somebody's down up there. And it was so obviously You're like, you oh, someone's down hard. <laughs> it was so obviously <laughs> you. Cause you were the only one in like uh, Daisy Dukes and those socks and the pigtails. Yeah. But it just looked like a pile of laundry or something. <laughs> oh, and, and it, I got up close. And I'm like, Oh fuck, that's her. And like, she must be in pain if she's still like 
in the middle of the floor. I like was you were not in moving. the in the middle of the sh- main stream. Of and just to traffic. be clear, nothing around me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't trip on anything. Nobody was near me. Like it was probably the least like traffic filled yeah. moment. Like which I think is part of it. Like yeah. I was just like, finally, I'm free. And yeah. I like. So I just wasn't paying as close attention and mm. I started going really fast and I got a little cocky. Boom. Yeah. And I finally see your face and I just look up and I muster enough energy to go, I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I couldn't hear. I I heard I saw you saying things at me and I wish I would have heard you. I'm fucked up, man. I'm fucked up. It was very nom. Yeah, the, yeah, this is like Lieutenant Dan type shit. It was. It was like, I'm like, go save yourself. fucked up. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm like, leave. I'm getting my I'm like, coat Charlie from Coke check. Charlie got me. <laughs> no uh, offense to any of our Vietnam vets, okay? That's not who you apologize to in that equation, because I think Charlie is a racist term about the enemy. I'm sure it is racist, but that is how they just, I'm, I'm just making a referential. Oh, I, I know. Um, so anyway, I scoot off to the side. Yeah, like I kinda, don't even get up. We did kind of squeegee you over. <laughs> I did, like I actually kind of did the Naomi Smalls move. Yeah, where she's, where she's voguing like, on Voguing the ground. and just like sliding on one leg. She's like a sexy caterpillar. She looked way more elegant. I was just sort of like. Oh, you were a mess. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Like just like one-legged, one arm, one-legged. You were also in that mode of like, is she angry? Is she upset? Is she crying? Does is she hurt? Like, is she just embarrassed? And like, I was all of those. Sometimes you can't tell if you're laughing or if you're like raging. So it was like I had to like kind of put together the pieces, and also you're like, yeah, I'm like I'm looking on WebMD on one hand. Uh, and I'm kind of trying to keep people away a little bit. You're like, I uh, don't know what she's capable of. <laughs> like she could hulk up any second. She might turn into the Hulk. Like, I jump. <laughs> I do a fucking like flip forward yeah. back onto the skates. Oh. <laughs> you go into full fire starter. You burn down Brooklyn. And fucking... I'm like, somehow there's pig's blood on me. I'm setting the whole place on fire. Scientists are like, Brooklyn imploded in an atomic event. We don't, we think it was a terrorist attack. In fact, it was just a 36 year old woman who really hurt. Who went roller skating for the first time in like 10 years. Yeah. And that's the moment in the horror film about you where you're like, I'm fucked up. (laughs) And then all hell breaks loose. I'm fucked up. We should turn that into like a little soundbite that we can yeah. push at any moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get a soundboard eventually. I fucked up. Um, <laughs> We'd have to have Roomba on there. <laughs> Jace. Jace. <laughs> but Ross, you will be okay. This pain is only, this suffering is only temporary. <laughs> I needed Roomba that night. Pick up the damn pieces. I mean, we need Roomba every second because this is not, because it happened and I was like, oh, she's probably... Not being dramatic, she probably really hurt herself because I've like hit my head so hard where I'm just like, I just want to crawl on a ball, crawl on a ball and like not see anybody. I want to like have that natural physical reaction cry. Yeah. I want to curse real loud a couple times, but yes. I just want to like stay in this ball. Yeah. So I was like 
it's probably that kind of pain. And and I actually thought maybe you had your hand run over or something. I still couldn't tell what was going on. Yeah. And to uh, be clear, concrete. Yeah. <laughs> There's no give on this rink. No. I mean, it felt like concrete when yeah. my fucking tailbone hit it. Mm-hmm. Which we're still not sure if anything's wrong with my tailbone, but it seems to be getting better. Yeah. So we, for the next like 20 to 30 minutes, we're like conferring with, Lola and Bridget from yes. Dreamland, lovely women who put lovely. on this party. And uh, I don't, you know what? Go have yeah, a blast. Yeah, yeah wear uh, some wrist guards or something. Yeah, don't fall. Don't uh, fall. Wear some wrist guards. Know, know your limits. I mean, as as a blader, as someone oh with a passion, with a passion <laughs> for rolling, uh-huh. uh Know your limits. You know, I had a horrible rollerblading incident in front of you out by uh, Sheepshead Bay. On the on these wheels that I got recently, no, well, it was like four years ago. It was like five or six years like, ago. Let me show you my sweet moves on this set of stairs. You're like, yeah, you get to fuck this. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen something like this? Yep. And then I went backwards down a set of stairs. Right no, by you the went highway. full starfish down a set of stairs. Well, yeah, I was trying to. Anyway, every joint in my body just stiffened up. <laughs> Lock. Which, when you're blading, when you're rolling, you, you want to be, be loose. loose. You want to get down into it. Bend those knees. Yes. Feel, feel your center of gravity. Experiment with your center of gravity. <laughs> oh. Feel what it feels like down low, up high. You know, like anyway, I starfished it out and crashed pretty hard in front of you. But like, not that hard, considering that you literally like. I don't even know what it was because you didn't fall into the bottom. Yeah. It was, you like skeetered with your joints locked yeah. in a full starfish position down a full flight of outdoor concrete stairs. Yeah, and it was so fast too. It was like very <laughs> fast and out of control because the wheels I got on these skates are really well. That was the first time you had worn them. Yeah, so they were the, slick. The bearings are insanely fast, and the wheels are big and soft, so they're they go fast over any surface. Uh, so, but I said to you that day, I was like, how the fuck did you do that down a flight of concrete stairs? And you were just like, pardon the scrape. Yeah. And I'm like, busted the fuck up over yeah. here. Yeah. So we didn't know how busted up you were. And like the no, women, Bridget, I could move and stuff. Yeah. And Bridget and Lola were like, we can have an ambulance come and they'll look at it. And, you know, maybe they won't charge you if you don't get in the ambulance whatever and we thank god we didn't fucking do that yeah Jesus. and and honestly i was having those moments of like why don't we like see what it feels like tomorrow you know mm-hmm. <coughs> and i kind of was like let's not go to the hospital and like they kept asking should you go to the hospital uh, so i i didn't know what to do um what did you think at that moment <laughs> by the way i'm chewing on ice it's a thing I do now, so get into it. <coughs> Little ASMR for you. Second of all, Patrick just signaled to me, I think, to speak, but I it kind of looked like he was signaling to me like it looks like something's on you. So I was like, okay. No, <laughs> so I, I just gotta, kept looking I at you. A- but he was choking. So he wanted me to pick it up while he took a sip of tea. Not choking. It's like I my throat is... You got a tickle. I got a tickle and it's drying out and I'm really scared that I'm going to lose my voice between now and all these gigs I have. Let's talk about my fears of injury. Anyway, so we ended up 
We did not get an ambulance. Fast forward. We're at New York Presbyterian Hospital. We've decided it's best to get it looked at. We're facing the fate of late night ER visit. We're going to be there for hours. We know it. But kind of figuring like we'll probably find out everything's fine and it's just a little pain. We were saying that, but I kind of felt deep down we were going to get the news that we got. Yeah, you know your body. I just was like, it's doing some weird shit. It hurts. Yeah. Like, and when he took the x-ray also, when he moved it in certain angles, I was like, ah! yeah. like when you were helping me change my dressings the yeah. other day and, yeah. I, and I did that. So there's like, anyways, turns out I have a proximal radial head fracture. Yeah. Sexy. And how do we find out? Uh, the kindly little radiologist man who's like, oh my god, like twenty five years old or something. He's like really running his mouth. Little dweeb of a guy in charge of the X ray room. Uh, he's like, yeah, you guys want to see pictures? So I'll show them to you. Uh, but like he didn't wait for us to respond. They're yeah. just up on the screen already. And I actually fucking hate seeing shit like that. Oh, you're freaked it- out by bones. I'm freaked out by my own insides. I'm into it on other people, but I'm my hypochondria takes place in the form of like, if I see that x-ray, I'm going to see mortality. My my brain immediately goes to a mass. Like I'm going to see a mass Uh, of something and I'm dying of cancer right now. And we didn't know that that's like, that's just every time, every time, all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Cancerous mass. Uh, so we didn't wait and then we see it and we can see there's a fracture in the bone. Yeah, it's like so obvious. Like but it, he it was can't literally say it. it was literally I look up at the screen and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's a broken <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. like a fractured We're arm." We're like, "Oh, that's broken." And I was so annoyed cuz I didn't I was honestly thinking everything was going to be fine cuz like you're so healthy and like but what else did we find out? Well, we found out. We'll, we'll get to that. But I'm still, <laughs> I still want to focus on this guy because he was such a character. Because I didn't want to find out in that moment that you had something broken. I just wanted, I don't know what I, I think I want to, yeah, I guess I was hoping to see that nothing was wrong. But it was so, like, literally the instant I look at the screen, that's the first thing I saw. And it wasn't, well, it wasn't the moment we were expecting to find out the news. Yeah. Also, it's like 1 a.m. at this point, too. Yeah. Like. We've been there for two hours or maybe even more. Uh, and then he's, like, cycling through the other angles. And I'm like, well, it looks fine there. It looks fine there. And then it comes back up. And and he's like, yeah, that's, um, that's probably a fracture. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not, like, a doctor, so don't listen to me. But uh, He's like, you could be fine, though. It's yeah. not, like, surgery or whatever. Yeah, and then, like- he, and then he's like, it's not that bad. Probably won't need surgery. And this is the first time I've ever even considered surgery for yeah. a broken bone because I don't know a lot about this stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, sometimes people get surgery for that. So he's the one that raises surgery in my mind. And then he's like, yeah, it's not that bad. You probably won't need anything too much. Maybe a cast. Uh, but I'm not a doctor. He keeps saying shit like that. And then the other radiator tech. The <laughs> radiator. The other radiator. He's over there on his computer screen. And we had witnessed an old lady go into the oh, MRI right. room. This like 90 year old woman laying on a bed getting wheeled in there. And I'm looking on this guy's screen and it's a shot of her pelvis area and I can see her, not just her bones. I can see the flesh around her bones, like the outline of the flesh. And I can see like the shape of her parts. And I'm like, 
I shouldn't be able to see this right now. Why did this guy let us yeah. in this area right here? It was like, it's definitely a real shit show in there. Yeah. And also, while I'm getting the fucking x-ray, which is like in a weird room that has like just random shit around. Meanwhile, we were at New York Presbyterian. It wasn't like we were at fucking Wyckoff or some shit or like uh, Woodhull or something. Like, this is like a reputable hospital. Uh he like reveals that somebody else came in and he was like, Oh, I think he must've been at the same party. Oh, he totally broke his wrist. Oh, you didn't hear me say that. I'm not supposed yeah. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, what? They call him uh, old hippopotamus over there. Hippo laws oh pays no attention God. to him. So anyway, it's fractured proximal radial head fracture. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Lee, uh, Matthew who, Lee, what Dr. Matthew Lee so was talented. very sweet. Uh, a resident did the very best he could was very thoughtful, very, um, informative. Uh, so we found out I had the fracture and he does some real boy scout shit. They made a splint. Well, first, this is when I start coming to terms with the fact that I may not be going to Costa Rica mm. because this is. Now, because before that, yeah, before the x-ray, he said, well, if you're going to do yoga, if there is a fracture, you can't be doing yoga, which I was like, okay, fine. But like, I can still go. I just won't do yoga because there wasn't, that wasn't the only thing that was going to be going on in the retreat. Like I can fucking chill at the beach. I can chill at the pool. I can hang out in this house. Like I can read my textbooks about yoga and become exactly really acquainted with my work. That's my plan anyway for the next month. But, uh, which I don't even know if it's going to be a month. I'm just saying that. But um, so yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll just go. I'll just go. You know, like I'm going to go. Like I have to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we get, we start getting more information. Like you're going to have to see a specialist. When are you going to be able to get in to see a specialist? I'm only giving you a temporary splint. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we don't do like real bone work here. Yeah. It's like, this is just going to get you through until you can like see a real bone doctor that yeah. can like tell you what's happening. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't think I can fucking go to Costa Rica. Yeah. So that starts settling in also, which this is a trip that I've been planning on going on since September, I guess. Uh, so it hasn't been crazy long, but it's still like a trip I've been anticipating and I like paid off and I've like literally like, it's so cold here right now. I'm cannot wait to go. I was kind of looking forward to you (laughs) being away for a little while. Uh, but yeah, that the cold hard reality started to set in and we also started losing our sanity a bit. Uh, you know, I didn't sleep the night before I was in Penn state doing a show Drove like six hours to get home. Didn't sleep great. And like before we went out roller skating, we looked at each other like, do we really feel like doing this? Because like Friday night, finally got to see my hun after like not really seeing you much. And uh, I was tired and you were tired from a long day at work. And like uh, we both had that moment of like, do we really want to go? And then we went and had a great time. But then it's like three in the morning and you're sitting there waiting to get discharged and like for the fucking cement to dry or whatever. And you're <laughs> splint. I mean, it was like a world war two method he used to like make this thing that you're wearing right now. It was cool to watch. I mean, the guy's like a boy scout. With but like, these- we're still doing 
what's it called? Plaster. Some plaster of and Paris? Is that what it's called? No, I think it's plaster and fiberglass. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like we're still doing plaster in 2019. Like yeah. this thing weighs, it probably doesn't weigh that much, but it feels like it weighs like 10 pounds because it's been on my arm for so many days now. Yeah. And so we walk out with at 3.30 in the morning with a temporary splint, some suggestions some referrals yeah of doctors yeah some doctors that we're just going to be able to call up the next morning and get out there and see yep no that's problem. the plan it's saturday morning we're gonna we're gonna have your arm squared away honey you'll probably have somebody you can see on saturday I, we determined that dr lee had no idea what day it was very sweet young man <laughs> doesn't know how calendars work also we've got this blizzard brewing up yep which was nothing in new york, new york city, city. We've got uh, Martin Luther King Day, which was yesterday. We're recording on Tuesday right now, listeners. We we know you care about these timelines as much as I do. You're out there. You've got your cork boards and your yarn, your skeins of yarn and your photographs. Your skeins. And you're piecing together this True Detective episode. (laughs) And it's it's as boring as True Detective. Yeah. Jesus. Are you watching, folks? Are you liking it? (laughs) Mahershala looks great, but Jesus, that's some bad acting. But I can't hear a word he's saying. Yeah. True Detective. We had to put on the subtitles last night. This is True Detective. Anyway, don't, we'll get to TV in the second part here. Let's wrap up this tale of yeah. woe. Uh, so anyway, we're trying to call these doctors the next day. Nobody's open. Sunday, of course, nobody's open. So Monday, we, would, we do resolve ourselves. We're like, okay, it's going to be the holiday. Yeah. You made some phone calls on Saturday, which I was very appreciative of. And we were like, oh, okay, everyone's going to be out for the holiday weekend. So let's just pack it in so we've been sort of like carefree like whatever we know this is the deal for now acceptance is the answer you canceled your trip you made a very intentional yeah so we spent some time doing that on saturday i talked to my friend who runs the retreat don't worry everyone i will be in costa rica at some point she's gonna make a return and that one she'll be coming with a broken leg (laughs) fuck you don't even say it oh my god uh, so my friend has a few more retreats and like throughout this, these next few months. So I'm going to go on another one. No extra charge. I cried, uh, medical emergency to the airline. To United Airlines. They gave me a full credit for the ticket. No penalties. Did you have to send the paperwork or anything? No. That's cool. Yeah. No penalties. I got the credit. We're good. So I'm like, all right. I didn't lose any money. We're just going to cut and paste this trip to another time in my life. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, that's taken care of. I'm going to see this doctor, get a real cast. And then I'll have a nice week with my hon, just chilling and healing. chilling and healing, have a little staycation. Mm, Watch the R. Kelly documentary. Yeah, just like... Just chill out, unwind. Just a really relaxing time. Cut two. This morning, Tuesday morning, business is back in session. <laughs> Doctors are in their offices. Maybe. Our, Maybe they are. Our alleged health insurance has a website where we can search doctors who accept our insurance oh that was the other thing we did too like over the weekend we like double checked that some of the doctors that we were referred to accept our insurance according to our website and we found them we were like okay good so we're just gonna this call gonna these, be easy. we're just gonna call them tuesday morning no big deal we'll get in yeah quick one two uh, buckle my shoe uh <laughs> done 
Cast. Two, two shakes of a lamb's tail. <laughs> Casted. Yeah. <laughs> so I start calling around. Hmm. And you know what? I don't want to like belabor this too much. Yeah. But the the long story long is we don't have health insurance anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have health insurance anymore. And I called we between the two of us, we probably called about twenty doctors. Twenty doctors, but made probably fifty phone calls over the since yeah, the beginning. You think that many? Yeah. Um so and nobody and everybody on the website that said accepted our insurance did not accept the insurance. Yeah. I mean, it was it it's been a wild ride. So we we talked to we talked to one or two or three kind and patient people. Out of all of those, yeah. And many and we just talked to so many people that did not have any desire to be helpful or like just take their time with us. Let us finish saying something before they transferred. Finish. Like how many times do we get transferred? You're like, oh, I was also thinking about, and then you're just transferred to some other They're person. They're like, hold on a moment. Yeah. Hold on a moment. <laughs> hold on a moment. <laughs> it's just like, beep. Uh, and I'm like, but is it? <laughs> and then you go, fuck. And then I go, I just retreat emotionally into a catatonic state. And I'm like, hun, hun. <laughs> Hun, you need to say this, Eden. Yeah. And you're like, and I'm doing, I'm doing a one finger up, like yeah. mom style. And I, yeah, I just need, I just need time. I do things so slowly. <laughs> I want to be alone. I just want to be alone handling these things. So, but we finally get to a place after all this bullshit. I've had like a couple tam- temper tantrums, which I will say. These have been my first real temper tantrums. And just to validate, they're totally warranted. This is so upsetting and so crazy making. And it really was like, it felt like we were in a Kafka novel where it just doesn't get better. And (laughs) there's no way things are going to change. It's going to be awful for eternity. Yeah. This is our American horror story trapped in hell for the rest Mm -hmm. of our lives. Making these phone calls for the rest of our lives. For all of eternity, not the rest of our lives. Uh, so we finally get through to a lovely woman. Melissa, love you. Melissa. I'm going to tell you about this podcast when I call you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, which you found, which I was so grateful for. We really tackled this issue together, which I... We divided like, and conquered. I truly feel, I'm like, so fucking grateful for you as a partner because oh. like... I was like, what would I be doing right now? Like, truly, I guess I would ask. I think Jen Driscoll would save the day. Yeah, she would. She would. But I guess I would like have one of my parents come to town or something, which like we know how that would go. Jesus. Uh, So anyway, you're the best person to handle the job. Yeah, I mean, it's been really cool to like wipe your ass after pooping (laughs) and stuff. Like, I'm surprised you can't do that with your right hand. But, you know, if you really need me to do it. I just feel like... (laughs) Uh, no, I haven't done that, but we have. I've, we've changed casts together. We showered together. The first know. bathroom visit, once when we were in the emergency room, I you did have to help me like pull oh, yeah. my pants up and down, and, and you hold were your like pee in a cup. Hold my pee in a cup. That was intimate. oh, that was interesting. They were like, yeah, we need to have you do a urine test because we don't want to make give sure you're you not pregnant. Any medicine in case you're pregnant? And we were like, what if this is how we find? Oh my out? god, if I found that out with all this bullshit, it'd be like a damn movie. Anyway, you're not going to Costa Rica. Also, you have a family now. 
and you don't have health insurance. Oh, and your health insurance <laughs> canceled. You're about to stockpile medical debt on top of your already existing yep. debt. And that fetus. And a baby's coming. <laughs> and that fetus is a pre-existing medical condition. <laughs> so. It fucking used. To, anyway. Um, so we finally get through to Melissa. We find a great doctor. We make an appointment. She's like, we definitely take your insurance. However, let me get all of the details from your card to make sure that it is not a problem at all. But like you're in the books, you're going to go, you're going to come in. We have all your information. Let's do it. So we're feeling some relief. Yeah. You go, you have some and then things. I leave. You yeah. got some things. I got to go see Jenny, my therapist. Everybody go to therapy. Oh, for the love of God. Um, I need to go back. I need to call Cindy Danell. Oh, yeah. Um, so I go to the vegan restaurant across the street to be like, I just need to get the fuck out of the house. Let me go eat some real food. Yeah, when things are hard and you're making phone calls like that, your house just becomes a hellhole. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it'll be good. I just have a couple more we phone sage. calls to we make. We should sage. We should sage tonight. Yes, we Or maybe should. your cigarette no, did that. that's your a good herbal. idea. No, no, we should. Uh... So I order some good food. I sit down with my computer. I'm like getting up to business. And I get a phone call from Melissa again. And she's like, I hate to be the one to tell you this. But the insurance plan you think you have is not it. Mm. You're not covered for any of this. Oh, my God. I didn't realize this is how you heard this. (laughs) Yes. And she was like, when I found out I had to be the one to tell you, I just couldn't believe it. Because I knew that you didn't know this. Should we call her back to see what we should do next? Yes, that's why I told you I'm going to call her tomorrow. No, like on like a personal level, like should we be like, <laughs> hey, Melissa, like what insurance should we buy? Uh, yes. When, like, should we start trying for a child this summer? <laughs> like, should we, you know. She was so kind. Like, Melissa, can you be our mom is what. She was so kind and. I said to her, I was like, honestly, you're the best person I've spoken to all day. So like you are the best person to tell me this information because everybody else has been a fucking nightmare. Uh, I also told her at another point that she was a little ray of light over the course of all these horrible phone calls. That a very I had. dark day. Is that what I said? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so then I'm like, OK, well, I guess I got to call the insurance company and talk about this. So I call them. Confirm that, yes, it's true. We have terrible health insurance that covers nothing. And we have been lied to by this third-party broker. boiler room motherfucker. Probably Matthew or fucking Colin. Yeah, something mm. terrible. Colton. Brendan. <laughs> uh, and the the he, I don't think the details matter that much, but he sold us something that, it's not what it was. And so I'm like coming to out of that realization. I'm talking to people on that. I'm filing complaints. I'm like, you need to know that you're working with this like criminal third party. That's like lying to people. Now I have to deal with this. I have a medical emergency. I don't know what to do. Well, what's like, your tone on these calls? Pretty chill, actually. Yeah. Well, because I was in a restaurant. Yeah, I was going to say, you're like <laughs> in a restaurant that's a pretty small, intimate place. At one point, I did say the first, one of the first people I talked to at the health insurance, uh, or no, they like transferred me over to another line that handles the billing. That guy, 
he's like telling me all the things that they can do that are not helpful for me. And I was like, here's the situation. And I like broke it all down. And I was like, what do we do about this? Like, what can you do for me? I understand, ma'am. I'm very oh, sorry. God. And da, 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 da. And I mean, and I was like, you're working with this company, right? I was like, you need to know that like you're working with crooks. Yeah. Like you don't want other people to like go through this company, They're do you? misrepresenting the product yes. that you're offering. Yes. And he was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess we could file a complaint. And I was like, is there something? He was like, do you want to speak to a, a supervisor? And I was like, I don't even know who the hell you are. So I guess I'll talk to somebody who's higher up. Yeah. <laughs> so I did say that at one point, l- slightly loudly. Yeah. <laughs> but then he put on Gail. Oh, wait. But not the Gail. Oh, not her. No, because that Gail was through the fucking third party. But I yeah. did like crack up to myself that this woman's name was Gail. Full circle. Yeah. Gail. That first Gail back in December, Gail, she was like this. She's like, hi, Patrick. This is Gail. No fucking joke. I'm calling to see <laughs> if you got Matthew's phone call and if you were ready to call him back yet. Which, like, these people were fucking relentless. Like, they were calling us nonstop that yeah. day, even yeah. though we were like, we need we need some time. Yeah, and basically, just for context, you know all those robocalls everybody gets about health insurance. I was like, you know what? Let me talk to one of these people. Maybe they can fucking help yeah, us. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. I used to be a freelancer's union where it was still expensive, but it was there was a central place to call to talk out all these issues. And now it's like... If you're not getting health insurance through like your job and you have to do it on your own, it's really fucking insanely complicated. And it's like people talk to you like you should know, but it's like they're intentionally making it hard. Like that's the bottom line. So I talked to Gail, different Gail. Kinder Gail. Kind Gail. Who was not saying Gail. Gail was one one syllable. syllable. It was one one syllable, syllable. Gail. This is one syllable. And then we have old Gaily two sibs back (laughs) from December. One sib, Gail. Okay. Uh, And she was very sympathetic. She got it. She listened to my whole spiel. She was like, and she was like, she was like, if I were you, I would not use that third party again because yeah. I was like am I trapped now like do I like they're the only one I can go to now to like help me fix this she was like I would absolutely not go through them she was like I'm gonna put in a complaint about them like she sounded like she got it yeah and she was like I think you should cancel your plan that you have we'll reimburse you we'll reinstate all of that right now and then I'll transfer you over to like somebody that works for us that'll help you get a new plan. Yeah. And she was like, they don't work on commission. They're just here to help. They'll and take care of you. Adroit? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Cause that's the thing too, is like the company, like the insurance, There's like 10 names. Like we never knew the name of the insurance company. We didn't company even know what we, to call it. Yeah. Ugh. So she transfers me over to Philip, who also was very kind and sympathetic and he was ready to help. Yeah. And then he goes, where do you live? And I say, New York. And he was like, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry they didn't ask you this. We don't cover New York or Washington State. Oh, my God. Did the plan that we did buy and have, did that cover New York? I mean, that must Who the have. fuck knows? <laughs> we never even I mean, it must did. have. They couldn't have sent us cards. Um, 
So And also the insurance card, the quality of the card itself probably says a lot about your plan. Was, this is the first fucking time it's been a paper card that yeah. is per- perforated and punches out. He took it you took it out and you were like Oh, this doesn't sound good. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a good sign. I feel so bad about all this. It's not your fault. We gotta, we gotta rectify this. It's not your fault. Uh, I we forgot a detail about what? the X-ray and the bad news we got from the X-ray. Not that, oh. not that we're not pregnant. <laughs> well, we're not pregnant. We're not. Thank. But that God. was not because of the X-ray. Uh, yes, the baby was murdered by the x-ray. Matthew Lee comes over to tell us what he saw in the x-ray. This is an hour. And, by the way, we saw the fracture and then we had to sit around and wait for I Matthew. I just wait for him to be like, it turns out it's a fracture. We're like, we know, yeah, Matt. Yeah, we uh, know. Radial LG uh, hippopotamus over there. He told us. <laughs> TJ Hippo well, yeah. in fucking radiology was yeah. like, you got a fracture. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Up. But I don't know. Maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so you, you'll probably be all right. But who Don't knows? go back to that roller skating rink. I'm telling you, it's a death trap. <laughs> but Matthew kind of does like the adult kind of squat down in front of you in your chair. <laughs> and he said, I have to I have to ask you about your diet. Isn't that how he started? He was like, yeah, I want to talk to you about your eating habits because I noticed in your x-ray that it's a little bit radio what did he say luminescent lucent lucent yeah your bones are a little radio lucent and we're both like what the fuck does that mean and he's like yeah you you have thin bones they're very thin they're not really dense yeah yeah and i was like and of course i'm like well to me that says bone cancer so is that what you're telling (laughs) me i'm like so bone cancer great yeah. Sign me up for chemo. I don't have health insurance. So, ladies, this is our PSA. Uh, drink your milk. Get your calcium. I brought up milk, by the way, in that business meeting I had today. And the woman I was describing to you, uh, she was like, you don't need milk. That is a fallacy. Uh, she's vegan, militant vegan. So oh. uh, we'll get your calcium pills and supplements. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so ladies, you got your bones, they don't they don't stay dense forever because of your issues. And... <laughs> I think it is specific to women. It's like yes, we, hormones and blood yes, and iron. Yes, we do. We lose bone density more than men do. I'm fairly certain. Uh, and as it turns out from some Googling, we realize that I am a prime candidate for, for this, this break. Yeah. Uh, women 30 to 40. Yeah. Really known for this kind of break. This so proximal radial head. Here she is, y'all. 36 years old. Proximal radial head. Break you into it. Yeah. Uh, the so old, I've got thin uh, bones. PRHB. Proximal radial head break. Uh, yeah, so ladies, if you fall and you brace yourself for your fall on the ice, it's icy out there. It's cold. Be careful. Step lively. So I've also been drinking coconut milk with calcium. It claims to have 50 milligrams 50. or 50% more than regular milk yeah. of calcium. I've been drinking that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Doesn't make me feel gross in the way milk does. I don't know. Milk just grosses me out. I love out. a tall glass of milk, man. Cold milk Ew. on a summer day. Oh, on it. a summer day. Yeah. I actually don't drink it. Like I, when I was a kid, I drank a ton of milk. Well, yeah, because that's what we were used to. I, love I mean, milk I drank milk cookies. too. I only liked it when it was really cold though. Yeah. Like if it's not ice cold, I used to put ice in milk actually. Because oh. I was just like, this is gross. It always anyway. freaks people out when I mention that I like uh, milk and spaghetti. People get freaked out by that. Well, who are you mentioning that to? 
just like you know icebreakers you're like, like this hey, is nice my meet everybody like, what's your favorite food and i was like milk and spaghetti yeah milk and spaghetti <laughs> how much does this job pay <laughs> well how do you say spaghetti fucked Skeddy, up sketty 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 Skeddies is what kids Spaghetti's. Paschetti. Paschetti. That's what it is. Milk and paschetti. I love milk and paschetti. (laughs) And they're like, uh, well, he's got good hair. Anyway, it's been a shit show over here at the house. (laughs) Well, so insurance is canceled. Mm -hmm. We've got. Oh yeah. I left the house to go to therapy thinking, you know what? We got this all squared away. And then I get five texts. You're like, I need to talk to you. Yeah, we need to talk. Our healthcare is canceled. Uh, we've been lied to. Yeah. We've been duped. We've been shammed. We've been flammed. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> I and canceled it. We're getting reimbursed. I'm trying to find his new insurance. Okay, I didn't find his new insurance. Now I need to talk to you. I'm crying in the vegan restaurant. <laughs> yeah, we're on the phone. I'm in Manhattan. I feel so bad. You're crying in a restaurant in front of all those people. And I'm just... There's you're like, only a few people. It's fine. You're like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I think you should just go home. And uh, that was the most I could suggest at that moment. I mean, that's the thing. They're really like I talked to my mom for a little bit and, you know, she's had the same job literally for like 37 years. And so she's always had good health insurance and she can't quite wrap her head around these sorts of trials and tribulations. So I like she actually text. I was like, I said to myself, I'm like, do not call your mom. Like yeah. she's not, you got to know your audience and like who's actually going to be of service to you in these times. Right. Yeah. And God bless her. She is a fucking amazing mom, but like we just don't meet tete a tete in these sorts of situations. Yeah. And, but she texted me and was like, what's the story? What's going on today? And so I called her and I was just like, here's the deal. Everything's really fucked up nothing you suggest is going to fix it. So like, please just listen and sympathize. Yeah. And she was like, okay. She was like, Roger that. And she did. And then she literally just like muted your call. <laughs> she just didn't listen. And then she was just like on Facebook, like, she's yeah. like, Oh, look at this dog. Yeah. And then like 45 seconds later, she just clicks back on. And she's like, I love you so much, baby. Everything's going to be mean, all right. And you're like, Mom, that means so much to me. Honestly, if she did that, that would have been perfectly fine. Uh, but I could tell she felt really bad and she wished that. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you you talk to people about these sorts of scenarios and it's like they just want to help. Yeah. And I know that. And it's like hard to be on the other line too, being like, there's literally nothing I can do for this person I love. So yeah. I'm just going to be like, oh, hon. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know, I, I've heard, I mean, actually what you shared with me that Jen said to you uh, is great. And it, it's something I read in a book about recovery recently where this woman was saying she, this woman was sharing that, uh, you know, she didn't know where she was going to, she's been sleeping in her car. She was homeless. She uh, is like a month sober. Uh, <laughs> everything was falling apart. Things could be worse. And the lady said to her, you know, I don't know I've never been through what you're going through, but I know you can, uh, I know you can make it till tomorrow. Like we're going to get through this. Yeah. And yeah. like sometimes it's, and whatever Jen said tonight, like I don't have a solution for this right now, but something will work out, you know? And it's Nobody's like, nobody knows how to handle me quite like Jen Driscoll does. Yeah. <laughs> She's the president of our lives. 
<laughs> she's the. She was like, we're going to get through this. I'm going to help you. We don't have answers to this right now, but it's going to be okay. You and just it's like, I believe her when she says it to me. <laughs> if someone could just sample those four lines you said and then auto-tune them, I think those are amazing lyrics to a disco song. Ooh. We're going to get through this. But I do think that even though this is terrible and I'm so annoyed and I cried multiple times today in public and in home. A lot of tears. A lot of tears. I'm just letting them loose. Yeah. They got to come out, you know? Uh, and Jen also was like, don't, don't minimize the fact that like having a debilitating injury, like I'm, I'm sort of at the mercy of people helping me to a certain extent, you yeah. know, like I'm not as free. I can move around pretty well, but like I need help. It's so frustrating. Yeah. And she's like, it's really frustrating. So like be easy on yourself. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. Like Skeddy's milk. Skeddy's in milk. <laughs> so our plan of attack for tomorrow, sans health insurance, yep. is to throw our mercy. We're, we're flying to Toronto, Canada. <laughs> yes. Seriously. We might have to. We're taking a red eye to Toronto, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're going to throw ourselves on the mercy of New York Presbyterian Hospital and march ourselves to the patient advocate office yeah and we're just gonna camp out i'm making picket signs yeah i'm gonna or, pick it out front. i like what you said too you were like you know we're just gonna go and say it started here so you need to help us finish it yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do my best bruce willis impression when i say it <gasps> actually i'll just whisper like true detective yes they just, won't even hear you and they'll just be like okay you know where this case began <laughs> it was 1980 and then it was 1990 and now it's 2015 and you gotta fix this problem there was some loose hands <laughs> we had to go back <laughs> Ow, I just hurt my arm when don't I hit your arm uh, we're mentioning true detective because that's one of the medicines we've been taking for this yeah, injury so now we're gonna tell you a little bit of, just we're gonna wrap up by sharing some of the medicine we've been taking how does pop culture become your medicine oh, check me, it out let Ron. me tell Who you cares? have a seat on our couch and we'll tell you a little something about it oh yeah uh yeah maybe we should <laughs> how do we phrase this like here's what we care about this week Here's what we, we care, care about <laughs> this particular show. Here's what we care about. What we care about this particular week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when your wife is injured and she's not on the trip to Costa Rica and your <laughs> shows are canceled because of the blizzard. That didn't come. You stay in and you just start binging. That's right. We started binging True Detective. We were two episodes behind. Now it's three episodes. You're not feeling it. I'm digging it. We'll see where it goes. But you're digging it because you like true crime, but not because you think it's like that good. I'm like compelled. I'm, I'm compelled by the story. I want it's to see such a happening. bro show. Yeah, yeah, it's bro. Uh, but we don't have to. I don't want to wait to waste right, too much on right, this. All right, all right, Because we right. also got to watch. Uh, RuPaul's. RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. Uh, a very exciting episode this it week. It was a very exciting Came episode. Came down to the wire. And do we do spoilers? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, know what? Watch it. We thought we had a big victory. We thought we were going to get rid of Monique this week, but she got to stay. You know what, though? 
I don't love her, obviously, but uh, I think it would have been unfair for her to go. Yeah, it's very that. I, <laughs> America? It's very that. Yeah, we're so we haven't talked much about RuPaul this season, but we are. I'm I'm on board with this cast. It's a great. Yeah, cast. it is a great. Cast. Everybody's hilarious. We're loving. Uh, I would say loving Manila the most. You're loving Manila. I love Manila. Yeah, I think she's got it all, and she does looks like nobody else does yeah. looks. Yeah, she's an artist. She's she like. Is. She's like, and this is weird to say because the Asian thing, but she's like a kimchi because she does these like really artistic uh, sort of presentational looks. It's true. Um, but she also serves boy looks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she has a look every time she comes into the workroom. It's like fashion. Same, she's, it's all planned out. I would say that same thing with Valentina. Valentina's very calculating with how she presents when she knows cameras are rolling. That's true, but it's much more about designers for her as opposed to creativity, I think. Yeah. Because she, like, name drops those motherfuckers. Whereas, like, Manila is sort of quirky and knows how to just, like, make something look interesting, and it's not actually about who made it. Yeah. Although she gives credit to all these people, but she's not, like, walking in and fucking St. Laurent, which is, like, literally, Valentina was like... Guys, I know I didn't try hard, but it's still a designer. And she like listed yeah. all of the, <laughs> the desires. I'm like, okay, bitch. Yeah. Although I'm here for Valentina this season. Oh, she's so fun. She's fucking nuts. Yeah. Total whack job. Loving Trinity. Uh, you know, Joel Kim Booster over on his podcast is hating on Trinity. We are a Trinity household. I love Trinity. And like my other friend of the show, Jason Rogers, he hates on Trinity. He says, I think Trinity's a bad person. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Trinity, about? Trinity's just confident and uh She's fucking poor white trash that came from nothing, who like has a sense of humor about herself. She's funny. Yeah. She's smart. She like her season, you see her go from like this like um insecure snide cunt yeah. to like a really cool person and funny, funny person on that season. And now she's just like really come into there's a Bianca about her yeah like where she's yeah. like she's not a shit talker she's not like a mean girl but she also doesn't like pull any fucking punches she's yeah. gonna be like straight up this is what's going on I'm yeah. here for her yeah uh and I'm surprised that so many people are like I don't get it yeah. I'm like really I mean her look that cape this episode yeah. I didn't understand what was going on but uh, Monet Exchange we love here in this household but I feel like I made a very good point this week that I said <laughs> I wish Monet could get her girl looks to be as cool and interesting yes. and unique as her boy looks I know because he always looks so cool on camera he does and I'm attract like I love his frames and his sweater choices stuff like color that color palette yeah I know and then he puts and then he gets into drag and it's like come on man you're so funny like get your drag game up to your comedy game and your personality you know? i also can't understand that he doesn't have anyone in his life he's a new york city queen and he doesn't have anybody in his life that's like girl Step let's revamp your looks i'll help you yeah. like you're on all stars well, i'll help be, you it could be a classic case of somebody who won't ask for help yeah, some people maybe. are like i'm gonna do this on my own like i used to be that when i was yeah. when i was a teenager and thinking about doing comedy i was so obsessed with doing it perfectly that I got in my own way and I never asked for somebody to help me with that. And now I, I ask for help all the time with different things. He doesn't seem like that to me, though. But who knows? Yeah. It's a show, right? Yeah. Jasmine Masters, 
you're a fucking mess. Yeah. You don't have anything to say and you're really annoying. Have so. fun at the children's birthday parties. <laughs> That's so God, mean. I hope she isn't at children's so birthday mean. parties. Uh, no, she like learn from your mistakes or don't come, come on the fucking show. Yeah. Like none of us are interested in your terrible bodysuit and your bad lip syncing. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Um, Farrah was back this week. Which she had her like redemption moment. Great. Here yeah. for it. Love it. Vera, I can't wait to see. I'm really keeping my eye on her to see how she develops over the next few years. Oh, okay. Because it'll be cool. It'll be cool when she gets confident and she finds yes. her way of operating in the world. Um, my honestly, my favorite of that whole episode was Naomi Smalls. Oh God, that bondage suit. I mean, the look, the performance, her praying mantis contortions. Yeah. Holy shit. And legs for days. I mean, <sighs> choke me out with those things, Naomi. Feel free. And you know she's packing a big old day. Oh, she got a Like, dog. she's gorgeous as a woman, but you also know that she has a huge dick. And her dick is probably, like, beautiful. <laughs> like, her dick is, like... Just, like her dick, That's like a chick with a dick you could get into, her right? Balls, her balls have, like, a pair of, like, high heels on them. Oh, like, my God. They're their own thing. She's stunning and she fucking slayed that shit. I am distracted by all the lip injection this season. Yeah, you're very upset about that. And I think Naomi is actually a prettier guy and a prettier woman with less lip. Yeah. Because he's African-American. Like he's already got supple lips. But you don't know the pressures, hon. You don't know the pressures. But it just looks crazy. That gloss, like lip gloss just like all over. I know. It's like a little much. It's a lot much. I'm a simple man. Just a just a six. <laughs> but foot you know four. what, hun? It's not for you. That's His true. lip injections are not for you. That's true. Um, Nicole Byer, who has her own podcast, What the Tuck with Joel Kim Joel Kim Booster. Um, she was talking about how she was like so freaked out by Naomi's lip injections and also Nicole Byer being a black woman who has lovely big lips. She's the first and to tell you. sexy ass tattoos. Oh my God. She's so hot. Uh, she was talking about how after been she's been watching Naomi on the show, she now wants to get lip injections. Oh. <laughs> Because yeah. she's like, she's like, now I just want them to be like extra big. This show is going to be huge for the lip industry. Big <laughs> lip. Big lip is going to cash in on this show. Woo! Big Lip. Hey, Big Lip, do you take this insurance? No, we don't. Do you take, we take this insurance? We take no insurance out of the, pocket. The insurance we had was like, you're bleeding with a gunshot wound, and they're like, mm, we don't really take that yeah, insurance. Yeah, you're... Can you make it to the clinic? Uh, we have this duct tape laying around. Can you drag yourself to the clinic? How about you stuff a sock in that hole? <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. All right, so... Then we had Latrice and Monique. Yes. Which... Um, was great. Again, Naomi was still the highlight for me, but everyone was amped up to see the Latrice Monique Battle Royale. Oh, Latrice Battle Royale. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. And like, there it was. Yeah. Uh, and they both brought it, but like, I don't know what the fuck Latrice was wearing that goddamn skater outfit with the fringe. Yeah. And it was like well, a black loved, boot oh, with like you a know white what look we loved of hers. Was when they make the reveal that they're back. Like, yes. And she looked like like Aretha realness. That's what Nicole Byer was saying yeah. on their podcast, too. It was like, she looks so stunning. Yeah. I was like, just leave that fucking that, outfit on. She had that luxurious wig on. It was like Ugh. this long, beautiful it wig. It was. It was very Aretha. And yeah, big girls, big queens, they just have to wear big hair. 
And sometimes Latrice. Her hair was fine, but she was wearing like a light colored, like skater costume. Yeah, it was she looked ice like skating a costume. It was so weird. Um, but she worked it out. No, they both did. But she had the split, and she was just like banging her head up and down. Yeah. <laughs> I was screaming at the TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So we've been watching that. Is there anything else you want to well, say about now that? I'm thinking about Naomi's performance again. She had some crazy death drops and like that lean back she did. Yes, and she was slowly like yeah. doing invisible limbo. Yeah. While lip syncing in this like robotic way and then was doing like the Vogue slide like yeah. across the stage. It was yeah, she amazing. Looks like an alien. It was amazing. I love her. Uh yeah, so that's RuPaul's drag race. That's part of our medicine. That's part of our medicine. And then we opened up the can of worms on Lifetime TV, R. Kelly. Well, we're doing two cult series. We're doing the R. Kelly show. Yes. And we're doing The Bachelor. Yes. Where people are held in captivity. Equally, just women being held hostage. Yeah. Women being held in captivity. Some against their will, some not. Brainwashed. They're being uh, limited, like, limited from media and phone connections with family. Oh my God! It's like really the same. Yeah, he uh, R. Kelly is actually a producer on The Bachelor. <laughs> I would not be surprised. He's like, here's how we're gonna They're shoot all too it this old season. For him, though, that's true. He's um, like, uh, you're a pharmaceutical sales rep. How old are you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get into the biz at 13? Yeah. Uh, GED at 14 was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's very disturbing. Yep. Uh. I mean, God, what to even say about that fucking horror show? It's like so fucked up. Uh, here's what I could say about that show. Okay. Um, girls, people, just just don't. If it feels <laughs> sketchy, it probably is. And uh, I guess I could just talk to guys. Guys, I'm like that's what you have to say to it, women, hun. No, to people. Okay. Um, no, one thing I was saying to you, like in, in earnest the other night was like, um, there is part of me that you're watching this and it's like, that's, oh my God, could you imagine being that powerful and that famous? You could have any woman at any show that like you have these fans everywhere you go. That must be hard to not want to cash in on. And like, even like the fantasy of having a harem of women that it's like, there are probably some people watching this show that are like excited by these things that he did and then all the imagery of him looking so powerful and like wearing sunglasses and smoking cigars and they which just they keep they showing which feels show. bizarre and it, it, i think there are young boys that i hope they get from watching this that like this is not a good thing he was doing it was horrible it's it's horrible the way he behaves women and manipulates women and uh if your caveman self is turned on by or excited by it like uh that's natural and okay but like just know that it's very very wrong and uh well it's ultimately about questioning the messages that we receive right it's like because even i can remember as a teenage girl being like i wanted to be older faster so badly like Mm -hmm. that is like a part of growing up is like you want to be older you want to be independent you want to be able to like do whatever you want to do and it's like you you crave it at that age because it is completely unavailable to you and I could totally imagine being like 
some fucking rock god that I was obsessed with. Like, I'm trying to even think of like somebody that I was in love with back in the day. Uh, Robert Plant. <laughs> I loved uh, the lead singer of Blur, Damon Albarn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did not like Incubus, but the lead singer of Incubus, like once I laid eyes on him, yeah. I was like, ooh. So it's like. You're like, does he work at Abercrombie and Fitch? Ew, no. I hated Abercrombie. He was like so alternative. Yeah, That's but a- he's like that surfer vibe with yeah, like. Yeah, but a- he was covered in tats with like gauges in his ears and shit. That's oh. like, that's why I was into it. And he was like long and lanky. Um, she has a type. I've got a type. Um, so I could, in- I could see as a teenage girl being caught up in it. Like some fucking famous older guy is like into you. That's totally intoxicating. Yeah. And then. Like, that's where the responsibility of this adult male <laughs> comes into play because children are easily manipulated. Yeah. And so that's why it's an adult's responsibility to, like, not do fucked up shit yeah. like that. And it's so frustrating watching these stories unfold and, like, seeing all the adults around him that are, are culpable, you know? They, They're all aiding and abetting in all of this. Yeah, and it's just, it's really kind of dark, and it hasn't felt good to watch, but it, I don't know, it feels important, I think. I think it's important, and I think a lot of what, like, the the discourse around it is that, like, so much of the Me Too movement, even though it was started by a black woman, has become kind of whitewashed, And we don't get to hear the stories of black women and black girls that often. So like this is a very specific and clear tale of like black girls being taken advantage of, which like is just something that is not as discussed, you know, which is the case for most situations involving race. Right. It's like the injustices of young black men is not as covered as it is about white boys. Right. Uh, so yeah, it does feel important in that way. It's a shame it's on Lifetime because it's terribly yeah. produced. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it does feel important and to like hear these girls' stories. But it's like, even just how there was all this evidence against him and then he wasn't found guilty. So then like people, there's like those parents, the episode we were watching last night, those parents like still brought their teenage yeah. daughter to one of his concerts. Yeah. And she got fucking lured away. And then, yeah, invited to his hotel to audition. And the parents are just like, yeah, well, you know, the case, he he was found not guilty. So we just like forgot about it. But also we're like, but I was there. So like I would, you know, they're not, he's not going to do anything around my daughter. Yeah. And it's like, so you're saying he's probably not guilty, but also like you know he probably is doing fucked up shit, but it's like worth the risk to maybe get your daughter a record deal. Yeah, that's like a tale as old as time in this country too. It's like, you know, the the moment of like fame and glory is so powerful that people make these deals with the devil and like regret it later. I think it shines a light on a lot of that stuff, actually. It's like not, it's not just the rape pedophilia and yeah it's not just just a catholic church story you know <laughs> no. it's like fame celebrity you know being like a race issue a class issue systematic oppression like Culture. there's it's all these 
layers wrapped yeah. into this story. There's, I'm sure there's a class on it somewhere at some liberal arts college. Yeah. <laughs> some women's studies class at Sarah yeah. Lawrence or something. Um, but it is interesting because The Bachelor, you could really... Oof. You if, could probably if take If I was both. in a women's studies class, I would write such a killer paper on juxtaposing those two yeah. things together. <laughs> yeah, because it is like these women are now volunteering to compete mm-hmm. for the love of one man. Uh, and they're all and, of age. And like sacrificing a lot of like, I mean, some of them you could tell are balanced, healthy people, but there's some issues going on. Like there's some yes. real... Uh, sacrifices of self-esteem and ego and uh, just just personal principles, I guess, like to be there and to like just want so badly to win this guy over and to get his affection and and to, think to, that to base is, your to base your worth on how much attention he's paying to you and, and to think that this is an actual route to like a healthy relationship. Yeah. Like I just just. This idea of like, I deserve love. I just, I deserve love and happiness. And like, I watched him on last season, so I know I love him. You know, like I know what he looks like on TV. So this must be real. And am I stopping watching? You better believe I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) We're in until the end, (laughs) until the bitter end. We did buy the Hulu package where you don't have to watch commercials anymore. And ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done that yet, do it because it's great for shows like The Office. You can really cruise through them. But then this show, when you watch it without commercials, is fucking relentless. It really is relentless. It is just a barrage of drama (laughs) and like weird petty arguments and it doesn't let up. And you don't you didn't realize that the commercials were actually providing a break for you. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, like let's wrap it up and keep this thing moving. But then when it is moving, it's you're like, too much. God damn it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> constant messages of like people feeling insecure oh, or God. backpedaling or being upset or miscommunicating. Yeah, it's really bad. But looking like incredibly beautiful in an objective way, you know, like just like beautiful young bodies just full of so much toxicity and like no self-esteem yeah zero zero self-esteem zero confidence they'll tell you they have it all they'll tell you a lot yeah those are usually the ones that have the least well i'm just like not fake you know just like friggin trust me that's literally like, what somebody said. I'm here for the right reasons, you know, like they're just like intimidated by my like confidence and my sexuality. And like, I mean, if you were like that old, like if I was that old, I'd be like, oh, really yeah, upset. This is a fun season for ageism. <laughs> if you want to get fired up about ageism, watch this season. So of the the women, there's like a few women that are like. 29 to 31 and ancient they, and they are the cougars of the house yeah, yeah which is particularly fun as a 36 year old woman watching that i'm like wow you guys are all fucking idiots real dipshits hun how do we feel about this I feel great it sounds like everybody's gonna go home and watch the r kelly episode after this i mean we we've been taking some weird medicine i've been taking breaks with rewatching getting on on hbo yeah uh which I highly recommend a rewatch. It is fucking funny. Lori Metcalf is a genius. A god. Has she won awards like a lot of Oscars? She's won tons of Emmys. Yeah. Because for Roseanne. Yeah. Uh, she was nominated for an Oscar for the first time because she's not a movie person. Mm-hmm. That's why like uh, Lady Bird was a big deal. 
because that she was, was in that. She was the supporting lead, uh-huh. uh, and she got nominated, and everybody was like bugging out. But she's one of the original founders of the. Oh, oh it's the that theater, theater in Chicago. Not Second City. It's the dramatic one. I, I want to say I, Beowulf, but that's not it. That's a play. Yeah, no, but it's something like Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yes. Yeah. So she's like a theater person who has she's excelled. She's an actor. She is an actor. I mean, I do want to like. I have the DVDs that I found in the closet from the Emmy submission of uh, the the show that Louis C.K. made yeah, about yeah, the yeah, bar. Yeah. And yeah. I know we're not allowed to consume Louis C.K. media anymore. <laughs> I know there's so many good actors in that in that show. She's on it, and apparently she delivers this like epic, like twenty minute long it's, monologue. It's just one episode that she's in, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I think she's a character throughout, but in this one episode, I think. From what I understand, it's like a 20 minute long monologue that is the entire episode, essentially. And I'm like, should we be watching? That? I know. Do that I want to watch it just for her? That seems like Lori Metcalf art, you know? I'm watching my Lori Metcalf art right now. Yeah. I'm in Pakistan. Shoot me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote. From That's her. a quote <laughs> from getting on. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So... You know, hopefully, I guess this will air on Monday, like six hopefully days from now. Hopefully by Monday we'll have a better report. Yeah, I mean. We'll have finished the R. Kelly show. Um, hopefully you'll have a permanent cast. Hopefully I'll have a permanent cast. Hopefully I'll know when I'm going to Costa Rica next. Hopefully I will not have lost my voice and I've had three successful gigs in Pennsylvania. Yes, successful gigs come through. I don't know how you're going to handle me being away for three days, but I guess we'll deal with that. When We're going to get through tomorrow. That's what we decide. Although I'll probably put the feelers out tomorrow to see if anybody wants to come sleep over. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, Michael Rizzolis. <laughs> Maybe you'll cry again. Maybe not. I'll probably cry again. We're doing some mondoing around the house. Are we? I kind of, I put it back on today to try to reignite the fire. Marie Kondo. Everybody's flipping out about it. I've gotten rid of about 20 books. They went to a Goodwill in State College, Pennsylvania. See ya, books. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that uh, once tomorrow happens and we like know what's going on, then I'll be able to get back into my condo. You know, Mondo yeah. Condo. Mondo Condo. Mono in Mono in the condo. Uh, I want to mention some shows I have this week. Do it. If you guys ever want to come see me do stand-up comedy, I'll be performing this week in New York City. Uh, the first show, I'm pulling up my calendar here. How do you, how do you use a calendar? How do you use? I, I, do you have milk and biscotti here? Uh, Wednesday, January 30th, I'll be at Comics Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Oh, near my it's hometown. Wednesday night. The next night, I'm hosting Bomb Shelter. Nope. Thursday the 31st, I'm in the Bronx near Manhattan College, I think, at On Beale Bacht. That's an amazing show every time. Um, where's this show I'm hosting? Anyway, uh, then Friday the 1st, I'm at the Emerald Inn at 10 p.m. on the Upper West Side. Saturday the 2nd, I'm in Long Island City doing jackknife comedy, uh, and that is at uh, the Creek in the Cave. So... Come see me do stand-up. Sometimes Ross comes. Sometimes it's a good hang. I may come more because I've literally got nothing to do. She can't do yoga. <sighs> well, no, we'll see. Tomorrow they so might I, say they might say it's a hairline fracture and you can take not, this one off. They're not going to say shit. It still hurts. I can't move it. Yeah. Um, 
I've got nothing to promote. You're going to be doing yoga classes pretty soon. <laughs> so you'll be promoting yoga classes. Did we tell them about the article? I did on the last episode. Yeah, but, Ross, Ross is in this cool article. Um, But I did talk about uh, my chronic skin picking disorder, dermatillomania. What, what? <laughs> it's my WWE character as well. Um, well, your fans are dermatillomaniacs. Yeah. Uh, and they're just scabs. It's been... <laughs> I mean, if we don't have laughter, you know? Um... Yeah, it's on mindbodygreen.com, which is a, uh, like, holistic health beauty website. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I just talked very candidly about this body-focused repeated behavior that I have struggled with over the past several years and the things that I do to cope with it. And um, I posted about it on Instagram the other day, and I got, like, a lot of people yeah, reaching so out, which was really nice. I mean, some people that have known that about me, some people that haven't also just like new Instagram people that also I think probably must follow the, like those hashtags of like dermatillomania, skin picking, things like that. And um, I've gotten some really nice messages from people that are like, I struggle with this too. It's been, it was so nice to read that. So I was feeling positive about social media for the day, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that is nice when it feels like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this can all be work for really positive. Yeah, I'm like, oh, things. this, like, I can connect with people. We can get help. Um, so I need to respond to some of those. But, um, yeah, so that's one thing. We sure. also did, you did get a lot of messages of concern after sharing about your injury the other night. I uh, did. Yeah, that's so sweet. Everybody... You're all the best. Yes. I feel very loved and supported and I'm so grateful for that. Even though our, um, healthcare system is a fucking sham splam. Yeah. Flimity flam. Uh, (laughs) God damn. (laughs) All right. Is that a wrap, honey? Yeah, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening guys. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang. (laughs) Bing, <laughs> ding,